Welcome, gentle listener, and hearken to me hither. I wish to share with thee a sumptuous tale of desire. Reading alone certainly has its place, but some activities are rather more pleasant when shared. The annals of female erotica scarcely receive the accolades they hot. More's the pity. So it is that I seek to pay homage and tip my cap to the literary titans of our age. Let us escape together in wonderment, mystery, and lusty exultation, for these are bleak and uncertain times indeed. Perhaps within the dewy revelry of pulpy romance, we may hope to pluck away our cares and quench the communal thirst of our voracious appetites. Together, we shall curry the favor of gentle solace and ascend to the ethereal plane of our own imagination. Perhaps as we bask in the afterglow of titillation, we may kindle the fires for a brighter tomorrow? Or perhaps tis no more than a brief chance to get our proverbial rocks off. I beseech thee, nuzzle into your headphones and allow this humble token of slightly more than friendship to caress the trembling inner chambers of your mind. Today on Moist Lily, we roll out the red carpet for Max Munro's show-stopping mega-hit, Taming Hollywood's Baddest Boy. Tinseltown's got a reputation the world over for tits, tail, and teeth. But Billy's got her heart set on stealing the show and shooting straight for the top as a big-time movie producer. But this green-eyed go-getting hustler hottie is going to have to throw the script out the window if she's going to make it in the biz. Billy's been sent to coax reclusive Hollywood heartthrob Luca Weaving out of his Alaskan retreat and back to star in a film that just might make these blockbuster bosom buddies the toast of the town. Are there more than just stars in the eyes of this tenacious and talented twosome? Will Billy's mission to retrieve her leading man end in a walk of fame or a walk of shame? Quiet on set, because I've got a feeling we're about to be in for some serious lights, camera, and satisfaction. Luca. Forget Hitman, crab fishing in the Bering Sea, and adrenaline sports. The biggest danger for a man is a beautiful woman in his bed. Eight years alone and the feel of Billy fucking Harris are a deadly combination. By the time she does whatever it is women do in the bathroom, I'm already lying in the bed sitting up and reading the screenplay I promised to. I wanted to get my five pages out of the way and be done with it, but as much as I should have stopped at the fifth page, I'm twenty-four pages in, and I'm riveted. I look up from the white stack of papers and find Billy standing near the foot of my bed. Her hair hangs past her shoulders in soft waves. Her cheeks are rosy, and her hot, svelte body is clad in a tank top and sleep shorts. She looks fucking beautiful. 
but I'm finding Billy always looks beautiful. You okay? She nods, but doesn't make a move to do anything but stand there. After this much time with her, I'm starting to learn. When Billy's got something on her mind, she either talks a mile a minute or doesn't say anything at all. This is obviously a case of the latter. Do you need something? Um, she pauses, and her teeth dig into the skin of her full bottom lip. Should I make a pallet on the floor? Make a what on the floor? A pallet. Should I know what that is? You know, a place to sleep. Pillows, blankets, that sort of thing. She says and searches the incredulous expression on my face. You've never heard that word before? No. I shake my head on a chuckle and set down the screenplay on the nightstand by the bed. Must be a West Virginia thing, she smirks. Or maybe it's not an L.A. thing. That, too, I agree with a mirroring smirk. And don't be ridiculous with sleeping on the floor. We've slept in the same damn sleeping bag two nights in a row, princess. Pretty sure we can handle a bed together. True story, she says on a giggle, and doesn't hesitate to climb under the covers beside me. Ah, this is the best thing ever. After sleeping on the hard ground, nothing beats a bed. Glad it suffices. I reach out to turn off the bedside lamp, and the room goes dark. Billy snuggles deeper into the blankets and lets out a few soft moans of contentment. Good God, this feels so good. She moans again, and my dick threatens to karate chop right through the linens. Fuck, she needs to stop making fucking noises like that. Thankfully, the moans stop, but a quiet whisper lets me know she's not quite ready to settle in for the night. So I take it you stole that screenplay out of my bag so you could read the five pages you promised me? Of course. She didn't miss that. I did. And what do you think? Espionage isn't your typical secret agent action movie. No, it's definitely not, she says. A smile in her voice. It's better. She's right. It is better. It's not a blockbuster hitting box office records because of crazy action scenes kind of film. It has the kind of emotional depth that gets Oscar nominations. Only 24 pages in, and I know this movie will be a big deal if it's done right. Could you see yourself playing Finn Slate? Truthfully, it'd be a fucking honor. It's a role I would have killed for when I was still in Hollywood. It's a role that makes you actually miss Hollywood. I'm not sure. I'd probably have to read more to find out. I answer with a little white lie. I've read more than the five fucking pages I promised, and I can easily put myself in Finn Slade's shoes. You should probably do that, she adds on a whisper. You know, read more. Maybe read the whole thing, just to make sure you get the full picture. I chuckle softly. I'll consider it. Good. 
Billy yawns and turns onto her side, her face closer to mine, and another moan escapes her lips. Oh, for the love of everything, this bed, it's a dream. That moan, that fucking moan. It makes my mind wander to all sorts of crazy, dirty things. I want to hear what that moan sounds like when she's doing other things. Feeling other things. I almost forgot to tell you, I whispered, and I can't stop my fingers from reaching out to brush her hair out of her eyes. This bed has ruils. Her eyes pop open and meet mine. Like what? No kissing, I whisper. After last night, I'm sure that might be hard for you to follow. Oh, whatever, she retorts, and rolls those pretty green eyes of hers. That was just a friendly kiss, a thank you kiss. Oh, I say, but I can't seem to move my gaze away from her lips. So there's a difference. Her tongue sneaks out and licks my bottom lip. Fuck. Yes, she whispers back, a huge difference. So friendly kisses are okay? She nods. Aha. Uh-huh. Man, I want to kiss her. So I do. Without breaking eye contact, I move closer and press my lips to hers. It's a soft kiss, a chaste kiss, until a tiny moan escapes her lungs and my heart picks up a rhythm so fast I can't stop the rest of me from taking off at a gallop through the open gate. She slips her tongue into my mouth and I take her lips greedily, kissing and licking and sucking at her mouth like a man who's starved. Billy responds with fervor, pulling at my shoulders and back with desperate hands, and before I know it, I'm hovering over top of her, my cock pressed against the apex of her thighs. She moves her little hips back and forth, sliding herself against me. Fuck, I shouldn't do this, but I can't stop. I want her right fucking now. Billy. I wonder how far the definition of holding hands can be stretched. I just want to be prepared for when I tell someone about this one day, probably my grandchildren while on my deathbed, but still. Luca Weaver is so close to putting his penis inside me. I've had great sex. I've even had wild sex. Only once in a library parking lot when I was 18. But yeah, it counts. But Lord help me, I've never not once felt this consumed by just the freaking build-up. The sex hasn't even started yet, and my skin feels feverish, and every damn cell inside my body is tingling with desire. This might be a really bad idea, but I don't care. I'm all fucking in. Panting breaths escape my lungs, and it feels like my entire body is aching. Luca kisses me hard and deep, and I grind my hips, feeling his rigid arousal against me. Boxes, t-shirts, sleep shorts, there's too many clothes between us right now. Off, I mutter through a moan, and for the briefest of seconds, he goes frozen. It takes me a moment of clarity to realize what I've said, for my brain to catch up with my words. Wait, 
not you, the clothes, our stupid clothes. He smirks down at me, then happiness restored, I take it upon myself to pull his t-shirt over his head, before doing the same to my own. Between hot kisses and grabby hands, his boxes and my sleep shorts and underwear all make their way to the floor. His cock is heavy and warm against me, hovering at my entrance without pushing inside. It's heaven, it's hell, it's everything I need, and not even close to being enough at the same time. More, I whisper through a moan. Please, Luca, I need to feel you. He obliges immediately, slowly pushing himself inside me at the world's most frustrating pace. My gaze moves down to our entwined naked bodies and becomes fixated on watching him enter me. I reach my hand out and touch the base of his cock with my fingertips, feeling how big and hard and perfect he is. More, more, I will him to push deeper with my eyes. Another inch and another. Yes, yes, keep going. And then he stops. No. I whine and try to push my hips up to urge him deeper, but Luca stops me with one gentle hand to my belly. Condom, he whispers, and the frustration is evident in his raspy, sexy voice. We don't have a condom. Shit, I mutter more to myself than to him. How could I not have thought about a condom? Like, at all. Never once had I just completely forgotten about protection. But fuck, I don't want to stop. I can't walk away from this moment without knowing what he feels like inside of me. Without seeing what shade of blue his eyes turn when he's pressed to the hilt. Without knowing what I'll feel when Luca is the one giving me pleasure. I just can't. I'm on birth control, I whisper, and he groans as he struggles to hold himself steady as I pull his hips forward with my feet. And I've never had any, you know, weird diseases because, well, I've never actually had sex without a condom. Is it just me, or is this a really strange time to be saying all this right now? With his cock still half inside me, his eyes light up with amusement. What? I don't have sex without condoms either, so I'm clean too, he says quietly with a smile. God, you're one of a kind, princess. That's really great, Luca, I say, but now I'm starting to get a little frustrated. I mean, he's still inside me, and I would prefer to keep it that way. But now he's talking about how fucking cute I am. At least, I think he's trying to compliment me. But it would be even better if we kept doing, you know. I glance down at where we're connected and wiggle my hips. This. Luca's eyes turned heated, and in a swift yet gentle movement, he presses his cock all the way in, filling me completely. Oh, hell's bells, that's good. No, it's better than good. It's perfect. I'm losing my fucking mind right now over how amazing you feel, he whispers earnestly into my ear. It's so good, Billy. So fucking good. I moan. 
God damn, he says hotly into my ear, with your sexy little body beneath me and your pussy gripping me so tight, it's nearly too fucking much. I clutch his shoulders with my fingers, and I can't stop myself from digging my nails into his skin. When he starts up a rhythm that urges my eyes to roll back inside my head, I know without a doubt this is my favorite part of the trip. Ditto, Princess, Lucas smirks, and then his mouth is on mine, sliding his tongue past my lips and kissing me with the kind of passion I thought only existed on the big screen. He pushes himself deeper and deeper, over and over again, and with each gliding stroke I get a little closer to euphoria. Stars start to dance behind my eyes, and uncontrollable whimpers escape my lips. I'm so close. Yes, he says. God, yes. Or I think he says that. At this point, I don't know what's being said. I just know he feels so good that I'm torn between wanting to feel my climax and never wanting it to end. Sure, this probably isn't the best idea. Sure, there could be repercussions. But the pleasure of feeling him, feeling us together, is all my mind can handle. Fuck, Luca groans. I need to see you on top of me. Before I can comprehend what he means, he flips us over, and I'm on top, straddling his hips and staring down at him. My long hair falls forward, and he reaches up to push it over my shoulders as a new rush of pleasure makes a buzz start up the back of my head. You're so fucking beautiful, he whispers, and I could easily say the same. Firm muscles, strong jaw, painfully handsome face, and the kind of blue eyes that could hypnotize just about any man or woman into a trance. Luca Weaver is a work of art. When God made him, it wasn't a hasty job. He took his time, perfected every line, every curve, every muscle. And right now, Luca's giving me the same kind of attention to detail. I'm high off him, off us, together like this. Ride me, he says, and his hands grip my hips. Make yourself come on my cock. Fuck, I wasn't the best student in school, but this is an assignment I can handle. In fact, I think I'll pass with flying colors. I moan and let his hand guide my hips. Yes, that's it, he whispers, his eyes still locked on me. Fuck, that's it. Up and down I move my hips and stroke his length inside me until I feel like I'm going to explode from pleasure. Every damn nerve ending inside my body stands to attention, striking at my pleasure until it lights my climax on fire like a match. It's too strong, too damn intense, and I can no longer hold myself up. I fall forward until our chests meet. My lips are near his ears, and moans and panting breaths, and God knows what else falls past my tongue. Luca isn't far behind me. He grips my hips tighter with his fingers, and he presses himself deep, and a rough, raspy groan leaves his lungs as he finishes inside me. It's guttural and intense, and I have no doubt I'll be able to feel it rumbling through me for the rest of my life. 
It takes a long moment for both of us to catch our breath, and a small niggle of fear uses that time to invade. I'm not ready for him to disengage, to roll over and say something to ruin the last 15 minutes of heaven. When he wraps his big arms around me and holds me tight to his chest, I can't stop myself from melting in relief. He caresses my hair with his fingers, and I lie there, inside his embrace, trying to wrap my mind around what just happened. This was not the plan, but it happened, and the idea of taking it back now is almost painful. Silence overwhelms the room, as both of us avoid anything that could ruin the moment. And for that, I'm thankful. There's a lot of stuff I'm feeling right now, but I don't have even an inkling of the urge to fight. The only thing I want to do is lie here with Luca. Was that good for you too, gentle listener? Should your thirst for this particular tale be yet unslaked, look no further than the Amazon or perhaps your local book merchant. I've taken the liberty of including links to the author's work in the story notations. If you have enjoyed your visit, please be sure to sing praises of the lily on high to your acquaintances, significant others, and fellow personages of estimable taste. Bellowing from either rafter or rooftop is cautiously encouraged. However, five-star reviews and social media shares are preferable. Should you be so inclined, one may also happen upon news, updates, and a veritable plethora of other such erotic goings-on at www.moistlily.com. I bid you warm and dewy salutations until our next chance encounter.